The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where we tell the untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your hoster and founder of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. And today we're going to hear about the components of a powerful brand ethos. Joining us today is Jill Stelfox, who's the CEO and executive chairperson at Panzura, which is, I don't know, she told me about this company, but they're doing a ton of stuff. I noticed they were an Inc. 5000 company like we were a few years ago, really more in like the cloud, high tech data space. And they had a really cool rebrand reset that we're going to discuss. Yesterday, Jill and I talked about the ethos of refounding your brand. It was, it was really good stuff. Today, we want to get into how the hell can you build a brand in cybersecurity? So we're going to talk about brand building in cybersecurity. Here's my second conversation with Jill Stelvox, the CEO and executive chairperson at Panzura. All right, we're back. Hi, Jill. Hi. All right. How do we build a brand in cybersecurity? We're talking about tech stuff. My guess would be a lot of B2B marketing and uh, we like to think of the consumer marketing Super Bowl spot kind of stuff. But this is where the money's made. This is where real marketers can get their chops by being strategic, by really providing consumers with the value of their company. And we talked a little bit about that yesterday. Talk to us about how you guys have done it, how you would recommend other brand builders, and especially B2B, which is tough. It's a tough space to play in. How can people do it? How did you do it? So we're super focused. When we think about cybersecurity, we're super focused on who is our ideal customer profile. And the cool thing about cybersecurity, one of the best things about it is, you know these people and you can start to describe them. And so we literally, by the way, take a picture of somebody that we think looks like one of these people and we make a huge fat head and we put it on the wall like a big sticker We stick it on the wall. You're a marketing agency's dream because you know what you're doing. No B2B company is doing, first of all, even thought about brand personas and client customer personas, but then blowing up in a fat head. We we do this agency all the time, but for a cybersecurity brand to be doing this, I mean, you must have a marketing background. Did you work in agency life before? (laughs) I didn't, but I I literally love it. What the hell? I know. You know what? You are a marketer, obviously. I mean... Good CEOs, good entrepreneurs, you better be a damn good marketer. This is so good that you, I mean, agency people, we, we do this all the time. Sometimes we're wrong too, by the way, a lot of times because we're not that close to the brand. Okay, so what did this persona look like? Did you have three personas? Did you have one persona? It actually turned out to be one. And it's actually funny. It was a picture of this super nerd, 
like nerdy, nerdy. And the funny thing about security people is they're also a little bit like careful about what they say and don't say and what they get involved in and don't get involved in. And so we would take sticky notes and we would write things about this person up on the wall. Like, what do they like? What words do they say? Where do they hang out? What do they do? And then we decided to bring in a couple of CISOs of security officers, chief security officers, and have them look at our fathead with all these post-it notes. And they just thought it was so funny. And so they, <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's so funny. So they took off a bunch of sticky it. notes. You tested You tested it. No one tests their, their brand personas. This is awesome. So they took out a bunch of, they took a bunch of like post-it notes off and are like, this is unfair. That's not true. (laughs) But they added more about like, what do they really care about? And, you know, if you think about a security person, risk, it's their number Mm -hmm. one thing is risk. And so if you sell fear to a person that already thinks about risk, then it's, you're sort of doubling down on something not great. And so we changed again. We like, if you listen to the podcast before, Panzer, we like opposites. And so we decided to appeal to the things they could protect rather than talk about the things they would lose mm-hmm. if they didn't choose us. Two ways, yeah. just I love that point. I want to bring that home a little bit. There's two ways in marketing that you can paint a picture of what you do as a company. You can either show the world that is a better place because you exist as a brand, right? Which there's a lot of creative executional opportunities, or you can show a world that is super screwed up because they don't have you, right? All the political ads are gloom and doom. That's what they do. They sell fear. But great brands show why the world is greater because you're there. I mean, you don't have to sell fear. So that's that's exactly what I think you're doing, which is smart. And the other big point is when people, I say this all the time, when people zag, you zig. Or when people are zigging, you're zagging, which is why you're talking about the opposites, right? So so I heard both those things. So I started to jump in there, but I just want to replay back what I'm hearing because I like it. And it's really good strategic marketing for people to hear. Yeah, I agree with everything you say, for sure. Because I just think I would rather be about changing the world than the world imploding or something. It's just, yeah, there's enough negativity. Let's (laughs) exactly, (laughs) exactly. And so we focused on this idea of providing peace of mind, peace of mind. And what could you do if you had peace of mind? You'd have more time to worry about something else. You would not worry about your own position or job within the company, right? We would be the safe choice, right? It's There's an old saying from the old days about, look, nobody gets fired in the B2B space for choosing IBM, right? You So you choose the thing that's the most safe. And so how could we be the most safe choice for ransomware recovery? And then... We did one more thing, which is, this is like my big claim to fame and how I do most things, is I go after a customer that is very, very important in the space to be the one that is willing to partner with me for marketing. And so we chose some great brand name companies. And in our case, believe it or not, we started with the Department of Justice. And so all the case files for the Department of Justice are on Pianzara. 
And that's a damn good choice. <laughs> right? Yeah. In cybersecurity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah and so everybody would be like, wow, if that's safe, then you're safe. And so we did that, which I think is key. All right. You were putting on a clinic because <laughs> in professional service marketing, again, I'm in professional service marketing, even though all my clients are consumer marketing clients, you're defined by your clients. Right. You really are. Yes. And making an investment to have great clients to showcase in professional service world is the strategy. I can say whatever I want about our agency, OH partners of this, that, and the other. But what typically resonates is I say, Yeah, we work with the Walt Disney companies and Amazon. Have you have you heard of those two? Or Virgin? Have you have you heard of those brands? And they go, Oh, okay, cool. Man, I can do all this other stuff, but like so. How do we, as B2B brands out there, as marketing people, how do we find those gym clients, those Fortune 5000 trusted signature clients? And if you have to lose money on them, if you have to make a smaller profit, if you have to provide additional value, do whatever you can because that's what you showcase to get more clients. So again, you're kind of putting on a textbook B2B marketing clinic here because the Department of Justice. And that's such like, you didn't say Ford or like some big company, like you said something that like really went into what you do in terms of like being trusted from a security standpoint. So it's even better. So sorry to keep interjecting in here, but I, I, I guess I'm play by playing your marketing a little bit and it's, it's freaking awesome. No, I love it. And I, I think the one thing people might know is it takes just as long to win Bill and Ted's greatest adventure company <laughs> than it does to win the Department of Justice. So you might as well go big. Absolutely. Have you done the 80-20 rule at your company? <laughs> yeah. Right? For those of you who don't know the 80-20 rule, just, just do it right now. My guess is that 80% of your business is with 20% of your clients. It's true to almost any B2B professional service company. But guess what? You're spending all of your time on 20% of your business. They waste time. They're loss leaders. So I go through our account list all the time. I'm like, okay, who are the 10% of companies that we spend all our time on? And how can we be spending more time on our big clients? And so you're so right. And if you're going to pitch a client, pitch the biggest because they all take yeah. a, the same amount of work. So you might as well just have more zeros behind it. So absolutely. Yeah. And I think sometimes people are scared like, oh, what if we pitch somebody that big and it doesn't work out? Well, then you go to the next one. I mean, we were... You're always going to win some and lose some. So why not just do it fast? Absolutely. And you, everyone has a win rate. I know what our win rate is, right? And uh, there's been some years I've been I've terrible. I think one year I lost like 87 pitches like 10 years ago. Uh, I learned so much that year though. It was totally worth it. I learned insane stuff. And I picked some big ones and I'm like, all right, public records request. Let me see what everybody else pitched. I just spent 100 grand on this pitch and I want to see why I lost and I want to get feedback. And each pitch I lost. I'm like, give me the feedback, please. I've spent a lot of money on this. And then you learn. Couldn't agree with you more. So might as well pitch some big ones. Then you start to get really smart and evaluate who's a really good fit, I would think. And you you understand who who fits with you and who doesn't and probably can affect your win rate. Totally. Totally. And it's actually interesting because our like our ethos on how we market. We do a lot of individual one-on-one -on -one customer marketing because the opportunities are so big. 
And so I think the official term would be account marketing. Um, and so we, I don't know. I don't know what the term is. I'll, I'll, <laughs> we, we, in marketing, you just make up shit and like, oh, it's this term. And then people <laughs> act like it's like a thing. And then everyone starts saying it like the new trend is like all the brand marketers. I was at Adweek is like true north. True north is this. I'm like, what? What is true north? I guess that's the thing. And I was like, what is your your brand purpose was one year. <laughs> it's just like, what do we just make shit up? So when we, it's so true. I think, I think that's true in every industry, by the way. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like this is the new <laughs> thing. This is the, it is, that's the standard. Okay, fine. Yeah. So we decided that we would keep the tone of all of our marketing messaging in cybersecurity to be, instead of it being like smart and cause these are very smart people. So it's hard to tell smart people smarter things. So in, instead For of sure. focusing on that, we would focus on being human, like kind, compassionate human words, and which resonates. And we would be irreverent <laughs> because most people aren't. <laughs> Perfect. And we would be positive and always talk about the gain for them, the gain for the company, the gain for the group versus the risk of cybersecurity because everybody talks about the risk. So we're just noise. Then we're literally noise. So I love the pivot. A lot of people in the agency world, we get together and we talk about stuff. And one of the guys had a... He had an agency in uh, Atlanta. Super smart guy. Been in the business a long time. And my president and I went and heard him speak. And we were just like in awe of the things he was saying. One of the things he said is... He had like eight things. But the one thing that really stood out to both Megan and I, he said, your account person should be the best part of your client's day. Your client's dealing with all this shit and negativity and this, that, and the other. And when they talk to you as your client vendor partner, like you should be the best part of their day. And I think about that a lot. And then another thing I just read today is Harvard Business Review put out a study. There's an article on Inc. Magazine right now. And it really talked about how positivity is the biggest key to leadership and to business success. And they did a whole Harvard study for I don't know how long. And they had these whole things. You should definitely Google this recent study. But like that authentic positive energy that you bring to the table day in and day out as a leader is one of... I think it was like five times more successful than anything else you can be doing. So I kind of am feeling that from you and hearing that from a lot of your case studies... We've talked about all the positive things and we're running out of time because we're just talking about so much stuff and kind of in the zone right now. What do you think it just I guess we'll end on a negative note now. What do you think's like a thing that like is the is a mistake in the business marketing world that you see or even as a as a CEO? What do you see as a big mistake that or a rabbit hole that people are going down you'd like to plead with them to avoid? So I think in a post-COVID world we learned that compassion and human kindness is super important. So knock off the corporate speak and just talk to people like real humans. Your messaging should be real words and not a word salad, right? The idea that we contextualize data. What does that even mean? What does that mean? Yes. Talk in real human words, right? We keep your data safe so you don't have to worry about it. That's so good. Simple. I love that. We're going to end on that because it's too perfect. Marketing people, stop with all of the slogan stuff and buzzwords of meta and data and 
targeting, contextual contextual targeting and programmatic and all this shit. I agree. I have a thing that I like to say, and actually it's going to be the sub-headline to the book I have coming out called Resets. And it's getting back to the core of human connection, right? We, like humans connect with humans. Even in a tech world, you could act all techie and smart. And you found out that's not going to work because at the end of the day, you're dealing with a human being at the end of the table. And you've quantified that human being. If you've personified this human being and, and to remind all of us that great business and great marketing is about human connection. And that's it, yeah. period, because we're freaking humans. Even if we have enabled tech, we're still humans. And so I, I'm going to leave all of that with us. The knowledge that Jill has bestowed upon us today, I think is amazing. If you're hearing this podcast, send this to other B2B tech marketers who are screwing it up because they can learn a ton. You want to grow 500% in your B2B firm? Listen to this podcast. I guarantee you're going to take a ton from this. But we're going to wrap it up. Huge thanks to Jill Stelfox, the CEO and executive chairperson at Panzura for joining us. If you'd like to contact Jill or hear more about Jill, we're going to put her LinkedIn profile in her show notes. You can also contact her on Twitter. It's Jill Stelfox and it's S-T-E-L-F-O-X. I think you can spell Jill, but S-T-E-L-F-O-X or visit their website at Panzura, P-A-N-Z-U-R-A.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you did not have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to the rebrandpod.com where we'll have all the summaries of our episodes and contact information for our guests. Good work, guys. I'm providing that for the listeners. Um, You can subscribe to our newsletter or if you want to talk about the most impactful marketing campaign, you can apply to be a guest speaker on the rebrand podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. We're on everything. The handle is at rebrandpod. It's on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the fun stuff. I put out a lot of content on all the social channels. So you can find me as well at SharkyAZ on Twitter. Also Scott Harkey on LinkedIn or Instagram or all the fun stuff. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing campaign brilliance in your podcast feed, we'll publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button, please, in your podcast app. And we'll be right back at you the next business day. Like I mentioned before... I love it because I'm at the gym and then boom, I get that notification, new podcast feeds out. Maybe I want to listen to it. Maybe I don't, but it's there when I want it. Okay, that's it for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. 